to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. I am so thrilled with our special guest today is a dear friend of mine, and I've known her for many, many years. She knew me when I was almost but a child, (laughs) a Bible school student at Rhema, and I followed her around, learned so much from her, preached all her stuff. And she is here with us today, and her name is Reverend. Leanne Sosby. Leanne, thank you for being our guest today. Well, it's an honor to be with you, Jen. Why, thank you. So Leanne, I know that you have been in the ministry for 31 years now, which is amazing since you're not even that much older than that. I know, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's really great. So (laughs) for 31 years of ministry, though, that is awesome in and of itself. And then you have been back at Rama for 25 years and worked at the Prayer and Healing Center at Kenneth Hagen Ministries for 19 years. Does it feel like it's been that long? No, it doesn't. I mean, it just seems like it was yesterday that yeah. I began to volunteer there. That's just wild. It is. All those students that have come through and mm-hmm. and you are teaching classes there now. And mm-hmm. I got to sit in on one of those recently. It was wonderful. It was really good. I like to start out and ask our guests a few questions. First question I have for you is about books that have impacted your life. Maybe one that you read every year or recently that has stood out to you. What's a book that you would recommend and say, people need to read this? Well, of course, the Bible is the number one that we should always read every day of our lives. But there's so many that I could say that have made an impact in my life and on my life. But the one book that I never fail to pick up and read often is Brother Hagen's book, I Believe in Visions. Oh, yeah. And I believe it just keeps the principles of the supernatural and how we are to operate with that realm. It just keeps you alert to it. It's on one of the tests that I give at school in Principles of Prayer. It's the required reading that they have to read that book to open them up to the supernatural and the leading of the Spirit of God. Of course, it's the Word and the Spirit, but it's just a good book. So there's so many books. I mean, we could talk about your book, How Wonderful It Is. Oh, we so could. Yes, we could. And (laughs) one book that I just recently have picked back up again is Pioneers of Faith. Mm. And it's one that just encourages your faith to just go after the things of God and talks about a lot of old stories and stuff of different ministers and stuff and their walks in faith. And so it's a good one. I think it's even out of print, but I think you'd probably find it on On Amazon Amazon or whatever. Pioneers of Faith. Yeah. That's a really good one. Okay, I know that you, being your friend for so long, have always been into decorating mm-hmm. and always looking and have an eye out. I know you recently remodeled your home. It looks beautiful. So right now, what are some colors that have grabbed your eye? What are you drawn to right now? Well, I would have to say, you know, of course, the gray colors are just so big and have been an end for such a long time. Yeah. But I still just really love them. And the grays, the navy blue, the grays, the yeah. creams and the golds and the silvers, mixing all those colors together, you know, even white. It just makes it so rich and pretty. My sister Marla, of course, yeah. has a, her interior decorating company. And of course, 
I let her influence me big. It was hard to change from the old style and the old look that I had, but now I'm just real happy. I definitely would have went into interior design if I wasn't called. Really? Mm -hmm. You think you would have wound up doing that? Oh, most definitely. Huh. So yeah. you kind of get to do it on the side here and there. And, I do. And I your do. home looks beautiful. So thank you. Okay, last question because um, I know you love these personal questions, mm-hmm. but summer's coming up pretty soon, and I know people are thinking about vacations and getaway spot. Everybody's got their favorite. What is just your most relaxing setting? If you were going to take a vacation, what's your spot you would go to? My favorite thing, of course, is the ocean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like it. So I like going to, I like private beaches. I love going to where, you know, you don't have anybody interfering with anything, and it's just wonderful. Yeah. This year, we're taking a vacation, and we're going to Washington State, and we have a dear heart friend that has a lake home that's gorgeous, and they have their own boat, their own dock, and everything, and we're going to go stay for nine or ten days, and at one end of the lake, there's there's mountains and snow on the top of it, and then it's just, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. I mean, we can't wait till August gets here. There you go. You know, so we're looking forward to that. But anywhere where there's a body of water, I'm happy. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. so important to make time to get away and mm-hmm. just relax. So I can remember when you were a student. Yes. And we went to many bodies of water in this the area in Oklahoma. Yeah. We would do girl weekends. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we found those cabins. Yeah. And, those. and we wouldn't tell anybody where we were or what we were doing. And we found cabins and state parks. Yes. And we would go to all like all these places wherever there yeah. was water, you would find you and me there. Yeah. Not pretty water either. <laughs> Not pretty water, but we would. It was a quick getaway mm-hmm. and something fun to do and yes. it's harder to find time to do that with your girlfriends, but very it's, true. It's always it's important fun. to do it though. It really is. Well, I want to talk to you about I know of course we mentioned you're there at Rama uh, Ministry Training School. And so you are dealing with training leaders and ministers all throughout the week, but then you travel quite extensively on the weekends and minister in churches. And of course, I travel at the same time, and, and we've had conversations before and talking about what is really going on right now in our world in the body of Christ, and that is trying to find, I know balance gets maybe overused, but trying to find the place of how do we reach the world the unchurched, unsaved world, right where they're at, you Mm -hmm. know? How do we reach them as the body of Christ and bring them in and help them get discipled, but at the same time, not let go of sort of the deeper places of the revelation that we have of God, of the things of the Spirit, the heritage that we have in the move of God, you know, and I hear this a lot. I have this conversation with pastors and and people all the time on the road, I know you do too, of how do we do this? Is it one or the other now? Is there a way to successfully do it both? And is that just a formula, you know, that everybody follows? Do we just go wild Holy Ghost or do we just win the lost? And I know there's a lot of thoughts about this, but I wanted to ask you because I feel like you're in almost that position, you know, in any given week. On the one hand, you're pouring into leaders And on the other hand, you are going into the local church Mm -hmm. and ministering to people from Mm -hmm. all walks of life. So Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that, and and how do you feel about that? I believe that, if I can just take my liberty, I would say that 
I really believe that the church as a whole, I think we've been off a little bit, to be honest. Mm. I think we've tried to make the things of the Spirit so weird and awkward and only a few people get it or understand it. Wow. When it needs to be simplistic. I believe that when Paul said that we are to walk in the Spirit, didn't mean that we were supposed to walk around looking weird, strange, flaky. I believe that it is to be a way of life, Mm. to not just walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit in the church setting, Mm -hmm. but to live and walk in the Spirit in your everyday life, in your home, in your business, in your workplace, wherever. And I believe that it's so important that we explain to the church, to the body, to the leaders, how that we are to live this supernatural life. And it's not going to be a flaky thing. That's so good. It's a supernatural thing to live a life in Christ Mm -hmm. and to walk with Him. You know, of course, Jen, we've talked about this, you know, being raised Pentecostal, being raised in the Pentecostal church, you see so many different things where the Spirit of God would move in the church service. You would go to church expecting to see what in the world's going to happen tonight. Right. And you were expecting, you were excited, and you didn't know what was going to happen. And there would be people that would come off the street that you knew they didn't know anything that was going on. They'd be sitting in the back. And nowadays, people would say, oh, you better not move with the Spirit. You better not flow with the Holy Ghost, or it's going to cause people to leave the church. Mm. I never saw that happen. Mm. In all the years of my life, I can't believe it, but I'm 50. I'm going to be 51 next month. Wow. And and I've been saved since I was six, filled with the Holy Ghost since I've been six, been in this Pentecostal move all my life. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen people get up and leave when the Spirit of God was moving. They gravitated to it even though they didn't understand it. Wow. And back then, we weren't taught line upon line, and the understandings of why and what we were doing inflowing in the Spirit. And so things would be really radical and wild. Mm -hmm. Now we have the Word and we have understanding Mm -hmm. of the truth, but we're supposed to mesh these two together. The Word and the Spirit agree. And so the operation of the two should be within the local body and Mm -hmm. the minister that the pastor or whomever can't be afraid to flow with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And one thing I love about Pastor Hagen is the Spirit of God will come upon him. And you, if you're dumb, you're not even going to know that the Spirit of God is speaking through him through a word of prophecy or whatever, right. because he doesn't bring attention to it. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes he'll stop and say, well, now for some of you that didn't get that, that right. was prophecy right there. Yeah. You know, but it is should be a part of our everyday. It should be a part of who we are. Yeah. You know, we should be prophesying over our own lives in our own homes and living a supernatural life. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be a weird thing, an over-spiritualizing thing or a religious thing. It should be we're doing the works of Jesus and we're living a life in Christ, Mm -hmm. in Christ realities, knowing who we are, operating Mm -hmm. with the Spirit. Jesus said, you know, the scripture that I've preached on for years, John 14, 17, the Spirit of truth the world doesn't see or know, but you know Him, Jesus said. You know Him because the Holy Ghost is going to live and dwell on the inside 
inside of you. We know Jesus paid the price for everything. Now the Spirit of God is in the earth, and we are to operate with the revelation, I know him. And he doesn't leave when you go home. He doesn't leave when you go watch a movie. Mm -hmm. He's still with us no matter what. Mm -hmm. And our relationship with him is a supernatural, wonderful relationship that I think the church as a whole, and I think as ministers, we think that we're going to freak people out if we're flowing in the Spirit or operating in the Spirit and letting the gifts of the Spirit be in operation. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. I believe that we should be able to flow in the Spirit, not look weird and flaky. We don't have to have a hanky in our hand, you know, shaking it in the air. You know, we don't have to look like that, Mm -hmm. but we can still be so real with the things of God that the people want it. They're hungry for the supernatural. That's really good. And you have always demonstrated this, but I think you really hit the nail on the head, and that is that we can be real, Mm -hmm. that I can allow the Spirit of God to move or flow or go off the predetermined agenda for what was going to do or infuse or inspire that Mm -hmm. and not take on a persona or act in such a way that are going to cause people to go, what? in the world is that person doing right you know and of course i mean we've all been if we've been around the things of the spirit Mm -hmm. or you can go into such a place where you know Mm -hmm. you are obviously being affected by something right that is not normal Mm -hmm. but that is not the only thing that defines the spirit of god moving right yeah so what i hear you saying is maybe we've sort of compartmentalized the Mm -hmm. one or the other right but you're saying it's supposed to be seamless Mm -hmm. a continuation completely yeah and i feel like one thing that many do not operate and flow with the spirit like years ago is because they feel like the service is going to get out of control yeah people are going to start doing things and then they can't bring the service back to where it was Mm. and to me personally what i have found because i've been so blessed to be in prayer school for 25 years right and to be over it so many years as well right to where i've learned that you can take control of the service mm-hmm. if people start doing things or if they're doing things that are out of order you know thank god for ushers but at the same time you know because i like it when we have a day in prayer school where psalms hymns and spiritual songs are there mm-hmm. and you know I'll, and I'll be like guys there's some songs here come on up if you think you've got something yeah and then you let them come up and you know it never fails there's usually one in there that is just right. so <laughs> off crazy. you know yeah just a tad and yeah. everybody you can see everybody because the music changes everything changes and it almost comes to a screeching halt because it yeah. wasn't right it wasn't anointed yeah. and stuff but what i have found is you know the holy ghost isn't going to run out the door right you know he's still there and he's probably laughing a little bit himself about what's going on but the leader the one in charge has got to just take control again and be like well glory to god that that was that was something there yeah Yeah, you know and just kind of laugh and just say everybody let's just lift our hands up because we're not finished yet there's a little bit more and you start worshiping god and then i myself usually will start singing again get it back into the groove again Mm -hmm. and then let the next person take it again and it's just like i've learned to not be afraid that something's going to get weird or get off. I'll right. bring it right back in. Right. Because as the head, the people are looking to you to see your response. That's true. You think about it. If you've ever been in any kind of meeting where something went a little wacko and you were in the congregation, who did you look at? Right. You looked up the on that platform. Charge. 
to see who is in charge, yeah. what is their face doing, yeah. what are how are they going to take control of it. Mm-hmm. And we have to be secure enough in ourselves, mm-hmm. in Christ, mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. Right. Everybody could do all kinds of crazy things, but if I'm the one in charge, I can bring it right back mm-hmm. to where it's supposed to be. That's true. And that place of trusting the Holy Ghost, trusting in your own relationship with the Lord that you're hearing Him. Mm-hmm. And I have found that God will show up every time and mm-hmm. help you bring things right back in order. But it is the supernatural that causes people to want to come back to church again. Right. And you can have supernatural teaching. Yeah. You can have supernatural worship, which I think we're supposed to have it all the time. Right. But it doesn't have to have where everybody's dancing or everybody's having tongues and interpretations and all kinds of things. But neither do we need to be afraid to have those things to take place either. Sure. The gifts of the Spirit are to be in operation in the church and in the body, in their workplace, in their home. Yeah. The gifts of the Spirit are not just for the church. It's for the world. Yeah. And so I think we're supposed to just live in Christ all the time and live this supernatural life. Yeah. I was talking with some pastors recently, and we were talking about, you know, how we hear a lot of people say, like, we just have to have miracles back. We have to have signs and wonders back in the church, you know, and and we should have miracles and we don't have them. Where are they? And we were talking about it and this pastor said, you know what? He said, we have a new couple that just started coming to our church just a few months ago. And he said, he came up to him recently and said, pastor, I want you to know I've experienced miracles since I started coming to your church. And this pastor said, really? Well, tell me about it. And he said, three weeks in the row, he said, I've come to church on Sunday. And all that week, I had been asking God some major questions. And he said, three weeks in a row, you brought up the exact question and Mm, answered it. That's awesome. And he said, I knew that was a miracle. The pastor said, you know, it checked me Mm -hmm. because... I was listening to some of those voices, and I thought, well, man, if we don't have people getting up out of wheelchairs or that we don't have the miraculous, he said, here we already, we were having the miraculous, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just had sort of a a small box, you know, that I had put it in. I want to ask you this, and maybe we could wind up on this. What do you say to the individual, to the believer that says, maybe I go to a church where we have the move of the Spirit or you know, to a degree, maybe we do, but I want to experience the Spirit of God moving in my everyday life. How can I collaborate or cooperate with God? How can I have that in my everyday life? What's just a couple of things right off the bat that you tell them? I would say you need to know who you are in Christ. Yeah. The very first thing, if you know who you are, then you will operate from that place in faith. Mm. And many people do not ministers, we don't know who we are and we think we know who we are. Mm. If we know who we are, then we're going to do the works of Jesus. It's true. I believe that we have always supposed to be living in the hour Mm -hmm. where the church and the body is operating out of who they are in Christ and know that as a believer, I lay hands on the sick and I make them well. Yeah. We're supposed to be raising the dead. Yeah. Then it's not God. God is not withholding anything from us. Right. But there are things that we as believers have got to get revelation in. Mm -hmm. And if we're not walking in the revelation of I've got it, and if 
we're walking in the revelation, I'm still waiting and I'm waiting for a revival to happen Mm -hmm. or I'm waiting for the manifestation finally to come about to where I know that I can do these supernatural works, it's not ever going to happen. Too many times... I hear stuff like that, and it just, oh, it gets me because we're supposed to be living the supernatural life. Yeah. Last weekend, I was preaching in a church, and as we were preaching at the end of the meeting, I said, if you've got pain in your body, I know people thought I was going to call them up, and I didn't. I said, if you have pain in your body, I want you to put your hand right now on that part of your body where you've got pain. Yeah. Or if you've got sickness or disease of any kind, put your hand right now. I declared in their bodies you know, healing so and life good. and Demanded sickness and disease to go. We had so many instantaneous healings take place. And it's because I believe it. I believe it that when I speak, Mm -hmm. that I have authority and power. Right. And that they're hearing it. And I believe it's because I know who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I have arrived and I know it all. Mm -hmm. I'm continually growing in the light of the revelation of Christ within me. Mm -hmm. But a lady was a Catholic lady. She came to the women's conference. She just came because she wanted to be with everybody. Mm -hmm. She didn't even believe in the same truth that was going on in the church or anything I was sharing. But she said, when you said delay your hand on whatever part, she goes, I've had problems with my brain Mm -hmm. and dementia and mind disease, all kinds of things. And she hadn't been herself. And she said, I put my hand on my head. And then when you begin to speak, because I had him repeat, she goes, I I didn't even pray the prayer you prayed. I just put my hand on my head. And then when I did, she said, all of a sudden, she said, I felt somebody else's hand on top of mine. And she said, all of a sudden, warmth came down all over my being and over my head and all down me. And she said, I'm healed. Yeah. She said, I totally got it. Yeah. She said, I can tell that my mind is completely clear and alert. Man. You know, and it's just like, man, doing the works of Jesus is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. But she laid her own hand on her own head right. and all I did was speak. Right. You know, but I believe that we as believers have to live out of who we are in Christ. The biggest thing, you know, if you want the supernatural, then let it happen through you because you know who you are. Right. So the revelation of the that you know who you are in Christ and the revelation that you know the spirit of truth. Right. And 1 John 2.20, you yeah. have an unction from the Holy One. Right. And you know all things. And you operate with such faith and confidence from these places yeah. that the supernatural manifests. It follows you. Right. You know, what is it in Psalms 23 that surely goodness and mercy follow me all the right. days of my life? Well, yeah. I'm telling you, we've got some things following us. It's true. And we are to maybe just stand still for a minute and let it overtake us so because good. goodness and mercy, life, health, healing, victory, favor, everything that we need, we've already got it. Jesus isn't going to come back and redo things. God's not going to all of a sudden blow down a move of glory when the glory is in the earth and it's supposed to be living in and out of each believer that's on the earth right now. We need to come into revelation of who we are, what we've got, and operate from that place of victory. We are the church. It's the truth. We are the church. And the the supernatural working power of God is real. It's not flaky. It's not strange. It should be simplistic and easy for us to operate in every moment of our life. And the world is waiting on it. That's what they're waiting for. Yeah. I mean, the word says Mm -hmm. the world creation's groaning Mm -hmm. for the manifestation of the the sons sons of of God. God. And that's who we are. That's who we are. Uh Uh-huh. It is so good and so rich. Well, I know that this is helping a lot of people today, probably sharpening up a lot of believers and saying, 
you know, I need to get back on top of understanding and feeding on who I am in Christ and maybe be looking and expecting for some things that I had let slip. So Mm -hmm. I know this is going to help a lot of people. Now, you really have some tremendous resources, and I'm just not saying that I have a lot of those resources and was there a lot of the first times that you preach them and mm-hmm. and so good how can people get in contact with your ministry if they want to have you come maybe speak at their event or their church or if they want to get some of your CDs products you have a website how can they find you it is Sosby Ministries International Okay. And it is sosbyministries.com. And when you hook up there, there's our phone number and everything that you can find us. And Sosby is S O E S B E E. Sosbyministries.com. I'm actually just looking at your website here. So many good series Walking in the Spirit, Healing School 101, mm-hmm. How to Pray for Your Church, Learning to Pray in the Spirit, Hearing God's Voice. So many good tools. And so I encourage you all to go to her website. And again, that's S-O-E-S-B-E-E, SoSBMinistries.com. Leanne, thank you for being my guest today. And I appreciate you loving me. I love you, Jen. And thank you for the opportunity to share. My honor. We will see you all soon. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great week.